0: He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud
1: Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister.
2: It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, and our Ola. My name is Spud, Spud Goodman.
3: We all know that. You can laugh at me all you want.
2: And this is a radio show that is named after me. I mean, I won't lie, I was the one who came up with it. As i said on many occasions, previously my executive producer really can't ever dump me and get a replacement host like they did on The Tonight Show or, or a new Darren Stevens like they did on Bewitched. If I get canned, I'm taking the name of the show with me. Yeah, you know, some may feel that that's a selfish move on my part. But think, how would you feel if the powers that be tried to replace you in your current life with a new version of you? You know, maybe your wife or husband, and for sure the kids might not be too bummed with something fresh. But the Spud Goodman Show is my intellectual property. You know, even though I'm pretty sure the Chinese government has already stolen it. (sighs) On that note, let me introduce our show's designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Give us a decent laugh.
4: Okay. (laughs) <laughs> oh, not too shabby, huh? Yep,
2: and that was one of your better ones. Yay! Okay, now I must acknowledge our temporary permanent co-host Gerald Holcomb. If you have something to say, make it short and to the point. Like, like, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that worked. So, you know what I was gonna bring up on the show was spud. that you know I think that you you can't speak
5: for me. You just thanked yourself. For my introduction, yeah. that honor should rest with me. As I well, do, do, you am the really
2: w- want to get into the legalese of this whole thing? Well, the, the, really, right now at the start of the show, the last thing this show needs is a rabble rousing lawyer trying to stir up discontent in the studio. Get him out of here.
5: Look, right away. All I want is the opportunity to say thank you myself. So, can I? Can you what? Can, can I say thank you for introducing me?
2: I, I guess, because if I don't, you're probably going to threaten to sue me, so go ahead and, and thank me
5: yourself. Oh, okay, thank you for my introduction.
2: And can
5: I also say a few other words? How about as a little I, later
2: on in the program as I have to introduce our, our now, what do I call them again? Well, I I forgot.
5: I, yeah, I think you're supposed to refer to him as our special VIP fan. Uh, he's
2: being honored as. Hey, he we gonna was the, are we gonna tell the truth here, or are we gonna go the Sinclair Broadcasting route and read what management has written for us? You know, like robots to say
0: fair and balanced. It's who we are.
4: I say be real and lay
2: it out there. Well, okay then. I will now introduce our VIP fan Robert here in the studio.
6: Oh well, thank you, Spud. This is pretty cool that I to be allowed to sit here uh, doing your show and all. I've been a longtime fan.
2: Hey, hey, man! I, I, I thought I would like leave your last name private, as there's no need for you or your family members to be targets online. You know, hmm. if this thing should go off the rails, are, are you okay with me just going with with Robert? Because I don't know if saying your full name was part of the deal.
5: No, no, just Robert's fine. Okay, so so Robert here. Was chosen by our show's executive producer to be this week's VIP yeah. fan. You, you know, Robert, that is quite an honor. As as far as I know, you're the first VIP fan selected. I believe a great deal of time and effort went into your selection.
0: Any,
1: maybe, miney,
2: mo. Uh, Let's be honest, this VIP fan deal is one more lame idea to create some revenue for this show. I I know we're hurting a bit financially, but this is pretty desperate. I've always been pissed at bands that charge extra money for fans to get like a meet and greet or better seats at shows. It's kind of disgusting.
5: No, no, no. There's nothing disgusting about fans wanting to have up close and personal contact with all of us on the show. I feel quite touched by the support
2: of my many fans.
1: Sean Spicer, our press secretary, gave alternative facts
7: to that.
2: My fans? Man, you sell carpet remnants on the side. South Seattle carpet and linoleum. Hey, how'd, how'd that happen? <laughs> I thought I... Okay, anyway, anyway I, I just don't feel comfortable charging people to come to the studio and rub elbows with me. Well.
4: And you too, Aunt Dorothy. I mean, you get more fan mail than I do. Well, I don't feel any better about this than you do. It's embarrassing.
5: Okay, okay, Robert, what, what everyone is saying is how happy we are that you can share in this experience. <laughs> Ooh... Yeah. Listen, I, I want you to make yourself comfortable and enjoy.
6: Yeah, are there any snacks or, or like, something to drink?
2: or? Hey, you get what we mm. do, Robert. This is, this, is, this is how it is, all right? Um, mm. It's called nothing. We get nothing. Not even a lame plate with some stale carrots and ranch dressing. We get nothing. But anyway, I, I just need to introduce our musical guest, who I will be speaking with a little later, all right? Here is David... Olivas. Check.
7: Hero, my man, DJ Jersey. Let's get it.
3: Man, 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 Dizzy, turn that beat off for me.
7: I'm raising stages, amazing the way I paint these mazes. Containing greatness is crazy, you blatant fakes are shameless. Straight erasing the faces of these pugnacious, brainless zombies, aimless, wandering in paces, rotten stasis. Just embrace this. The blue eyed Chicano was on the rise again, like no riders in Mexican car shows. And every bar shows I'm sharper than you smart. When the bar closed, we used up all the shot glasses When the star show was just the beginning Like now the preview's finally finished Let's get down to some business And yellow mama wants to kick it The show is done, she just told me she likes genuine I'm not when we can run, she be like Take me, take me for a ride, help me make a bad decision Take me, take me for a ride, boy I wanna ride with you Take me, take me for a ride, help me make a bad decision Take me to the stage, you're raising lighters in the sky for you Take me, take me for a ride, help me make a Bad decision. Take me, take me for a ride, boy, I wanna ride with you Take me, take me for a ride, help me make a bad decision Take me to the stage, raise raisin light is in the spot for you Already did it, I spit it, intrinsic differences Between me and these witness kids' grip. My blitz is limitless, I'm in the midst of witnesses Charisma is my business, grip beat the shreds Like I'm the feds and drugs are in this Missed the memo that I sell out was the new wave You... Kids are foreign to me, homie, you fake. Play with my money, see my ugly side, two-faced. Exposed for gazy limbs, up tell me all the truth taste. Fruity producers full of nuts, call them fruit cakes. I only ones I trust ain't nothing bootleg. I'm so connected wrecking crew will leave your blue face I'm so connected like a wreck that sets from youth days ain't no contestant deal leave us I am too laced now back it up get one more take cause I am too blazed. take me take me for a ride help me make a bad decision take me take me for a ride boy I wanna buy with you take me take me for a ride help me make a bad decision take me to the stairs your risen light is in the sky for you take me take me for a ride help me make a bad decision take me take me for us The Spud Goodman oh. Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud
0: Goodman
4: Show. Hi, this is Barbara Eden. And how in the world did I end up with Spud Goodman on his show? Oh well, I'll go back in my bottle.
5: Uh, Spud, yeah, your first guest, Weird Al Yankovic, is ready to go.
2: You know, it's been many years since Al was on our old TV show. Mm-hmm. That's the last time I, you know, I spoke with him. I probably still need to apologize to him as Accordion Joe, uh, you know, our show's orchestra, uh, basically harassed him, not sexually, yeah. but emotionally, you know, way back then, as he loved Al so much. I think he tried to do one of those Hollywood kisses on both cheeks and went full-on mouth instead. I think he stumbled or something. And yeah. I, I, I didn't want to take Joe with me to
4: do the damn interview, but but he started crying when I said no. Bad decision. Uh, I don't know Accordion Joe that well, but I do sense he is very emotional.
3: I think the reason why is I've just been like so unhappy.
5: You know, if I was with you back then on your TV show, I would have made sure that he would have been well behaved and not harassed any guests. (laughs)
2: It's Jack what you're saying. You, the guy who begs me every day to get a word in or two with celebrity guests? You probably would have hugged Al so hard and probably broke a rib or two. (laughs) Uh,
5: I've dialed back the intensity of my hugs.
2: Just put Al through before he reconsiders coming back on my show. I mean, uh, I hope he knows he's safe on radio. (laughs) Please give a warm welcome. Check that. In this case, make it a scalding hot welcome for musician, actor, and director, the one and only Weird Al Yankovic. How's it going? Ouch. It's a little hot. Yeah. Yeah. great to be here. Yeah. So... Let, let's get this thing going And I just gotta say this you're, you're now well into The ridiculously self-indulgent Ill-advised vanity tour And we'll be stopping in Seattle On the 29th at the Moore Theater Showtime is at 8pm Now, you did have Emo Phillips opening And we love Emo on this show Great guest and greater guy Is he still on the tour?
1: He is uh, He hasn't fallen off the bus yet So he's still uh, Hopefully he's still going to be with us in Seattle
2: now, before we get too far into this, I wanted to reminisce for a second. Uh, you probably do not remember this, but uh, you came on my uh, old Fox TV show when you were performing at the Washington State Fair, and our show's orchestra, Accordion Joe, was with me. He is officially the world's only accordion playing Elvis impersonator. Anyway, if we got on your nerves, I, I kind of wanted, it's, it's, it was his fault because I, I wanted to apologize because he almost kissed you. I don't know if you remember this back then. Does that
1: ring uh, I, I've never forgotten that. It's, it's remained a high point of my life.
2: Wow, well, even if that's fake, I like that. It meant a lot to me. Um, you know, remember you had your accordion temporarily confiscated at the Canadian border, so you, you borrowed Joe's potosa for the show. He still tells everyone that story, even when we've told him, you know, we've already heard it a thousand times.
1: It's still a good story.
2: It is a good story. Um, it, did you ever get the accordion? No, we never heard that.
1: Um, get his accordion? No, yours. Um, yours? You my, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you don't. You don't. You don't uh, confiscate a person's accordion uh, forever. I mean, that was just a temporary thing. They had to. They had to take it apart piece by piece and make sure uh, it wasn't full of uh, some kind of Russian nerve gas.
2: Yeah. Yeah, those Russians are up to all sorts of things, man. But yeah. um, They're kooky. Yeah. Well, Al, when a musician has so many memorable tunes in his library, how tough is it to pick out you know, your set list for a show? Because we're talking about your work for over 30 years, right?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's different from tour to tour. On uh, a normal tour, I would pick the hits and just a couple deep cuts to sprinkle through it, and on the current tour, uh, it's pretty much all deep cuts so uh and it, the tour uh, the set list changes every single night on this tour we learned uh, like over 50 songs and and uh, like over four hours worth of material so we're rotating through a bunch of uh, old favorites night after night so it's it's um you know we it, and the set list is based partly on request i uh, asked people like back last fall on twitter what they wanted to hear so it's based partly on that and uh, partly on just whatever we feel like playing that night
2: What tune do you hear people yell out most at shows, and uh, does it get on your nerves at all, or? Well, we we try not to
1: encourage that. In fact, if if somebody yells out the name of a song, then we tell them, uh, okay, that one's off the list. We're not playing that one now. Cause you gotta nip that in the bud.
2: Oh, a disciplinarian on stage. Yeah, it's tough love, tough love. Okay, all right, super. Um, Well, you're now the band leader of the TV show Comedy Bang Bang, which uh, airs on IFC, a very funny show with Scott Ackerman. Uh, Do you now know what it feels like to walk a mile in the shoes of Doc Severinsen and Paul Schaefer? Because how many man hours does it take for a band leader to have to put in to prepare for a show? I'm just curious.
1: Well, yeah, that was uh, that was a while ago. Uh, the, the comedy Bang Bang uh, has been uh, off the air for for a while. I guess I guess it still uh, lives on uh, on Netflix and other other portals. But uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, there was uh, a little bit more preparation than normal. The, the first two band leaders, uh, uh, Reggie Watts and Kid Cudi, I think they were a little bit more spontaneous. But I, I like to walk in kind of prepared with my with my music cues and knowing what I'm going to play instead of just kind of figuring it out on the spot. So uh, it was a lot of work, but it was uh, one of the, my favorite favorite gigs ever cuz every single day on the show uh, I got to work with some of the funniest people in the world and Scott was a blast and the writing was was top notch and uh, it was a lot of fun
2: so the the gig is a little harder than it than what people you know kind of think that it's, it's like a cushy you know job so i just so there's some work that has to go into it right
1: yeah, I mean, you know, you can't complain because it's not like digging a ditch. But, I mean, uh, yeah, there, like with anything, there's a, a lot of, you know, work that goes into it. And I had to get up early. had to set an alarm oh. <laughs> like a regular person. Oh. It was crazy. Oh, okay, all right. Yes, yeah, every morning, uh, 7 o'clock, the, they're on a the set. And, uh, uh, it, and there were long days. But, I mean, again, it's doing the kind of work that I love, so it doesn't really feel like work.
2: All right, super. Well, you know, this. I want to hit you up with this one. Uh, about two years ago, we had a, a good friend of yours on our show, Thomas Lennon. Oh, yes. Very cool guy. And he shared a story about you introducing him to Getty Lee of Rush. Okay. Remember that?
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if I remember this, but go on.
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah. He, he was quite a. Uh, uh, it was a great story, by the way. Um, okay. Well. Good. Good. He, yeah. Yeah. And you were in it, of course. Uh, but he. It was at the opening of his film, "I Love You, Man," and he said it was the most memorable moment in showbiz that that he'd ever experienced. So um, I guess my my thing here is. Even huge stars get goofy excited when they meet other stars, too. Is that correct? Yes,
1: some of them, yeah. I mean, I, I think for me, I, I, just speaking for myself, usually um, it's just if I'm meeting somebody that I was uh, goofy about uh, in my childhood, like any of my contemporary peers, I'm, I'm very happy to meet them, but I don't get all starstruck. But, gosh, I remember the, the first time I met Paul McCartney, it was hard for me to, like, not fall apart in front of him. You know, just the, yeah. the people that I admired when I was growing up, you, you still have that childlike wonder. You never lose that.
2: Yeah, oh, well, that's interesting to know. Um, well, th- uh, back to your craft a little uh, again. I wanted to ask you this: uh, your fans might be curious to know how much time you have to spend listening to the radio and checking out music videos before deciding which tunes to take on for your albums. Or do you have people that do that for you?
1: <laughs> no, I, I do it myself, and it's it's 37 minutes every day. 37. Huh. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Uh, but you know, you I, I, you just kind of uh, try to keep your finger on the pulse of pop culture and kind of, you know, just. Be, be aware of what's going on, and and uh, so when people make some kind of uh, arcane reference or, or you you're exposed to a meme, you're not like left out in the cold. You know exactly what they're talking about.
2: Right. Do you, Do you have any take on like the current uh, state of uh, of the music industry? Is it uh, richer or in? I guess my take as a as a non professional would be it's a little leaner right now. How How do you see it? <sighs>
1: It's, um, you know, uh, that's a hard question to answer because it's all personal taste. Um, You know, anytime I say, well, I like music better in this particular period of time, it's like, oh, all right, old man, you know. (laughs) So I I try to, uh, you know, I I do enjoy music from from every single uh, era, and uh, uh, there's always good things to find and good things to like, uh, you know, no matter what time you live in and uh and there are certainly a lot of wonderful bands and artists uh making music right now
5: uh spud yes you have never asked me what my favorite era in music is or who my favorite artists are i find that strange as you quite often ask guests
2: what they enjoy but never me why would i ask you on the air or off the air what your tastes are I mean, come on. I think anyone who's spent even a few
4: minutes with you is pretty certain where you stand. Aren't you Uh, a big fan of yodeling, Gerald? You drove me home one night, remember? And the whole way you had some yodeling songs playing. Yeah,
5: yeah. You know, both my wife and I are big yodeling fans. Uh, Did you enjoy it, Mrs. Jarvis? Oh, I guess. I don't
4: remember
5: what songs or what yodeler I had on that night. Where does one even buy a yodeling CD? Oh, i have maybe 60 or so cassettes at home some of the biggest yodelers in the world you probably okay. don't know that there are so many different styles because you know there's of course bulgarian yodeling american cowboy yodeling there's the traditional yeah yeah German- I'm, not, I'm
2: not a a fan of yodeling okay let me get back to al i have returned <laughs> so weird al if you were suddenly appointed the leader of the free world what would be your first decree
1: Hmm. My first decree would be to uh, give up my job and, and let somebody else uh, more capable take over. Oh.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Super. You know, mine was kind of pretty simple. I was just gonna offer complimentary apple fritters for everyone on Earth because everyone loves a good fritter. I mean, I figured that was everybody would love me. I and mean, you know, it's. You, yeah.
1: You know, I, I like yours better. Can I switch? Absolutely. All right. Okay, switch. Super.
2: All right. Well, let me state again, you're going to be appearing at the Moore Theater in Seattle on the 29th of this month. And for other dates on the tour, people can check your website, weirdal.com. Uh, hey, thank you so much for coming on our show.
1: No, no, no. Thank you for calling me on the phone.
2: Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, he, uh, did I call? I don't even remember who called who. Um, all right. There you have it. Mr. Weird Al Yankovic. Thank you.
0: Spud's not going anywhere, and neither should you. The
2: Spud Goodman Radio
0: Show returns in just a moment.
6: we approve this message.
0: We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. So, uh, Robert, I- is this
5: exciting for you? Or, or uh, I- I'm guessing this is your first time being in a radio studio watching a group of professionals create a show before your <laughs> eyes, huh?
0: Pissing our pants yet?
6: Well, actually, uh, my cousin worked on some iHeart radio station show over in in Boise Idaho he let me drop by the studio when I would you know visit his family you know oh
2: well if he's not out of work now he will be the next time you see him so tell him collecting unemployment is not the worst I myself am looking forward to it yes well I
6: I sure hope he doesn't get canned because he's got three kids he's Kind of got a
5: a pretty big mortgage. Oh, listen, I'm sure he will be fine in his career, Robert. Radio is still a growing industry with unlimited opportunities (laughs) for those who wish to pursue them. I myself have big plans to someday have my
2: own show. That's ridiculous. Hey, hey, can I ask how much our executive producer is charging fans to do this? I mean, I sure hope, you know, it wasn't like over, say, 10 bucks, because any more than that is a real ripoff. Oh, I I paid. 250
5: dollars was that too much
2: pesos or dollars you know what What
5: robert it's hard to place a value on a memory of a lifetime i'm sure many years down the road you're going to look back on this and have very fond memories
1: you had me at hello
4: maybe but it's still not worth 250 bucks Wow, I mean, I had no idea they could get that kind
2: of money for just letting someone sit in a chair and watch us do the show. That blows my mind. H- how much could I charge people to say, you know, gro- you know, maybe go grocery shopping with me or or hang out with me at my biweekly chiropractor's appointment?
6: I wouldn't mind going grocery shopping with you. Do you play Monopoly at Safeway?
2: Uh, no, man. No, no. Uh, but just what did they promise you for two hundred and fifty U.S. dollars? I almost don't want to know. They they didn't say I was going to submit a sperm donation to you, did they? Because I read celebrities are a hot commodity at sperm banks now. Well, yeah.
6: <clears throat> my wife and I we have four kids, so no, that's that's that won't be necessary.
4: Oh, I can only imagine what the loyal fans of this show were promised to to charge that kind of money.
5: You know, this promotion was discussed at the last staff meetings, but you act like you've never heard of it or never informed of it. Shut up.
2: You know I have my iPod earbuds yeah. on during most staff meetings. So In fact, all of them. So, so what did I miss? Anything important? Well, obviously... <clears throat>
5: just that we will now be hosting a new vip fan each week from now on and it was said that over a full fiscal year we can generate considerable revenue when you know the rates are increased gradually um can i at
6: least get a bottle of water i'm feeling a bit dehydrated this
0: guy's been stumped
2: since the
3: third grade
1: um
2: we kind of ran out of bottled water hey get chance the intern to get this dude some tap water
1: would you like the tap water chilled or at room temperature?
8: I'm here to help.
2: Just grab the man a freaking glass of water, man.
1: I'll get a chilled glass of tap water, and Robert, you can let it warm to room temperature if you want.
2: Hmm. Hey, Mr. Temporary Co-host, just can you see if our next guest is ready to go? We need to get going here. We're dragging.
5: Yeah, well, it's, it's Temporary Permanent Co-host, and I'm being told your next guest, Lenny James, is on hold for you
2: man this guy is a great actor and he has mad skills with a stick too. Hmm. I mean even you even you would know about the show he was on The Walking Dead. Come on and now he's on Fear the
4: Walking Dead. Oh, Lenny James is on the show? Yep. He's one of the sexiest men on TV. He does something to me, and I'm not embarrassed to say it on the air. Oh, and what he can do with that stick? too—that that is really something else.
5: <laughs> yes, but of course I know about The Walking Dead. Well, you know, we've had quite a few actors from the show on in the past. Uh, duh. Though... I've not had a chance to see an actual episode. I've seen commercials for it, though. Very action-packed with all those werewolves and everything. I, that's uh, frankly offensive.
2: Those are zombies, dude. How dumb are you? Okay.
4: You can't tell the difference between a zombie and a werewolf? Jeez. Oh, your lack of knowledge about the world we live in nope. is frightening. I love
5: the poorly educated. Okay, I meant to say zombies, Okay.
4: Put
2: Lenny through now and say nothing further. Welcome actor and playwright Lenny James. We appreciate you checking in with us.
8: It's a, it's a
2: pleasure, Spot. It's good to be here. Yeah, so your show, Fear the Walking Dead, airs each Sunday night on AMC at 9, 8 central. Your character, Morgan Jones, was previously at least a temporary resident of Alexandria on The Walking Dead. And then he sort of went through a self-discovery in season eight and went his own way, like way away via car and foot. So you actually, <laughs> yeah, you landed in a whole different show, Fear the Walking Dead, for their season four. Was it a big change or was it just another day on the set?
8: Um, it was a little bit of both, to be absolutely honest. I mean, one of the things you, um, you know, uh, anybody who works on film sets will tell you is that film sets are the same all over the world. But, um, you know, it's a, uh, it, it was a trip, and I used that um, both figurative, figurative, whatever that word is. Um, um, but it was, yeah, it was, um, on one level, it was um, more of the same, and on another level, it was very, very different because I moved from atlanta um to austin and i had six days between leaving the walking dead and starting on fear
2: wow Well, Lenny, I got to say this, you know, as a Walking Dead fan, I'd kind of given up on Fear of the Walking Dead, but then I saw this new season with you in it, and it is brilliant. I mean, really, really good, so I just wanted to say that, but anyway.
8: Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, you genuinely
2: like it. Oh, I really like it. I'm not not just saying that. Yeah, so anyway, but I know you've heard this one a bunch, but fans of the show have seen you do some amazing things with the very cool stick you carry around. Were you trained in martial arts before taking on the part?
8: i wasn 't trained in martial arts um, at all, really. I mean, I did a little bit of boxing when I was um, uh, younger and until um, I realized that it involved so much hitting um, and I stopped doing that, but you know, I started with the bow staff when Morgan came back to the show at the end of season five, so at the end in, se- in the finale of season five Morgan has a um, uh, Morgan shows up and at the beginning of season six he has a fight with the wolves and that was my first fight choreographed with the stick and um, and I've been practicing and training with it um, ever since because um, I want um, uh, Morgan's um, skills with the stick to be no better than mine really and um, um, I just want to keep that as real as possible. I don't want any I didn't want anybody coming in and making me look better than I actually am. So um, that requires that I train and, um, and and keep getting better.
2: But anyway, let me, let me hit you with this. you know we had a couple cast members of The Walking Dead on our show, David Morsey and Josh McDermott and I think we also had Mr. Talking Dead Chris Hardwick and I asked them if they have ever had nightmares with zombies biting them. David said yes, have you ever experienced this? Yeah, I have,
8: actually. I was having this conversation with somebody on set just the other day. That's very funny. Um, I did. I kind of had my first one not too long ago. Um, huh. uh, that actually had me kind of um, uh, wake up, not quite screaming, but, you know, but it did have me wake up like, you know, oh, oh my God, you know, touching, touching the bed and touching the walls and wanting to put my feet on the ground to make sure that I was out of that dream.
2: I don't feel so weird, then because I get them all the time. So okay, huh? thank you for saying that. Spud. Yes. You know, it's funny. You
5: just asked Lenny about nightmares with zombies, as I had a real doozy the other night. My wife said I woke up screaming, and she had to tell the kids that I wasn't having a mental breakdown. It was so vivid, I'll never forget it.
2: Oh, hey, Lenny, just a moment. Um... Did I ask you about your nightmares
4: No, I did not. Well, well, I don't have nightmares myself. Never have. These days, most of my dreams involve the love of my life, Chance. I can't wait to go to sleep at night.
2: And Dorothy, I don't want to know about your erotic dreams that involve Chance the intern, okay?
4: Well, I wasn't going to get too graphic here while we are on the air, but he is such a giving lover.
2: Well,
5: you know what? Chance the intern was not in my nightmare, but it did have Hillary Clinton in it, and she was the president. It was so darn frightening.
2: Yeah. A 70 year old grandmother is really scary.
5: You know, many think she was sent by the devil. Look, I no
2: no more of that Alex Jones InfoWars sulfur, Uh. okay? Let me get back to Lenny. All right, I'm back. Good, Spock. Um, you know, The Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead have very passionate fans, and I know people recognize you everywhere you go nowadays. We have like one VIP fan with us in the studio right now, he's kind of getting on our nerves. So my question is, do you ever get tired of people stopping you on the street or while out to dinner? And I mean, does it ever get old or not? Um, it's, uh,
8: that, it's twofold, really. One is I, um, I um, haven't got to a point where um, I've got used to it, yeah, I don't walk around, and and deliberately so. I don't walk around, kind of um, protecting myself from the possibility that somebody might recognise me. Because some days it happens every ten feet, and yeah. some days it doesn't. It doesn't happen at all. So you have to get ready for that. But um, you know, mostly people are really sweet and um, and respectful and um, and understand you know, that, you know, that it's your private time, is your private time, and although our fans are, as you say, kind of um, fanatical, they're incredibly respectful and understanding, and they just want to, you know, um, touch base and, um, and acknowledge um, the role that the show um, has in their, um, in their life and how much they enjoy it, and, um, and mostly those uh, interactions are absolutely lovely.
2: All right, super. Um, it'd be a nice problem to have. I'm, I'm hoping someday to have that. Um, well, Lenny, <laughs> you're an accomplished playwright too. Do you find equal satisfaction creatively having others perform your work on stage as acting yourself?
8: Um, I do. Yeah. I mean, it's actually a very weird thing. I just, um, I just um, wrote a um, television series for uh, the UK um, back in England uh, that we made last year and. Um, and walking onto the set on the first day of filming on that and kind of seeing all the work that had been done and all the um, people who were um, who were working that day because of the hours I spent in a room writing um, was about as proud of myself as I think I've ever been so um, so yeah, I do get. Um, a very different kind of uh, satisfaction from it but it is um, part of my job I suppose as a storyteller that um, I'm lucky that I have a uh, a kind of um, a different avenue outside
2: of, of acting right you know I once wrote a promo spot for our show and it felt good to hear my co-host read my lines but I didn't win any awards like your stuff but anyway alright <laughs> I, I know you got you got stuff to do so let me say again that Fear the Walking Dead airs each Sunday night at 9 8 central Thanks so much for coming on our show.
8: It's been an absolute pleasure. You're a lot of fun.
2: There you have it, Mr. Lenny James.
0: For all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear. This is the Spide Goodman,
7: Goodman, Goodman Show. show.
2: <laughs> it's musical guest interview time. So say hello
3: to hip-hop artist David Olivas. Welcome. Uh, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good, Spud. Thanks for having me on, my man. I appreciate you. Yeah, introduce your partner there. I got my man DJ Jersey with me. What's going on? Super. All right, now, you have
2: a new EP out titled Media Noche, uh, correct?
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, little
2: iTunes, SoundCloud, Amazon, just about everywhere. Right?
3: Yeah, uh, gu- yeah, however you listen to music, Google Play, Spotify, you can find me there. If you just search David Olivas, uh, Media Noche, or even just David Olivas, it, it should come up and uh yeah you can you can find me the uh, anywhere online super in the northwest area is it tough to find enough venues for hip-hop shows
2: i mean you know i know it's a really really popular genre but it seems like it might be tough to find sufficient a sufficient number of clubs to perform at
3: yeah it's definitely an issue man um you know uh there are some venues that can work with you but you know there's a lot of places that don't even want to talk about hip-hop shows and it's too bad because, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of great talent out there and, um, you know, a lot of great artists are looking for a place to to perform and get out there. But sometimes we just got to do a DIY, you know, rent a spot and, and, and throw a party and then security uh, police ourselves. And we have a great time. Um, the Charleston and Bremerton, Washington, has been real cool. Uh, all ages venue by letting us uh, book there. So awesome uh, there place. are some places. Yeah, love love that place. But uh, there are some places. But you, you're right. It's difficult.
2: You know, I think there should be more shows with rock bands, so fans get a little variety. But just not any hybrid Limp Biscuit wannabe acts. But I mean, that would be, you know, be cool to to just get a little bit of, uh, you know, a a taste from all genres.
3: Yeah, definitely, man. I I enjoy doing that kind of thing, Uh, mixing genres. I mean, most people you know don't listen to just one type of music, you know. Right. Right. It's cool to bring uh, fans of different stuff together and mix it up.
2: You know, we have a number of listeners in Mexico, um, but it's kind of embarrassing for me that, that I don't speak Spanish well. Uh, I wish I really would have worked harder, you know, in my Spanish class in junior high. So uh, can I get you to say for me that the majority of Americans don't support uh, Trump and his racist and anti-immigrant, you know, immigration c- because I can't even say it because I, uh, I'm just embarrassed. What can I say? Uh, I don't want to be any more uglier of an American than I already am.
3: Pinche puta, man. That's what we got to say about Trump. Okay. We got no love for Trump out here. We got no love for Trump. I
2: mean, He's just rude. That's putting it mildly. Listen, Uh, man, yeah, that's
3: not not representative of of all Americans. You know, we got a lot of love for uh, countries all over the world, especially Mexico. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So what is your take on Kendrick Lamar being awarded a Pulitzer Prize for music? That's a little more impressive than an American music award, I think. Also, Viva Selena. But yeah, um, definitely Kendrick is dope. That is so amazing that that happened. I think that's really a a step forward for hip-hop in general, Um, you know, is going to bring attention to music, especially someone as talented as Kendrick that's doing the things that he's doing and uh, making music you can vibe to and at the same time has uh, all kinds of messages and imagery. Uh, It's really cool.
2: Um, as far as the Pulitzer people, it's kind of, you know, hip-hop's getting some love from old white men. That, that's a good thing, right? Or is, is it? Yeah, it's a good thing, right?
3: Yeah, man. I mean, any anything to forward the culture yeah. and, and bring attention to the causes that they're uh, bringing up, like Black Lives Matter and, you know, the struggle of minorities, you know, in, in the country. I mean, right. the more eyes, the more attention, the better. All right. So what's
2: the name of the next song and what's it
3: about? Uh, this next song we're going to do is, is, is called Blessed. Um, it's just, it, it, it's, uh, title's kind of self-explanatory, man, but it's just how I try to look at life, you know. Um, y- you make it what it is, and it's really hard sometimes. I've been through a lot myself, but this is just to encourage people, get up in the morning, you know, get hype, brush your teeth, take a shower, go get it, whatever you got to do. Go out there and get it and make the best of the situation you got. Keep a smile on your face because, you know, it could be over any day. Well, let's do it. DJ Jersey, man. Let's do it, baby.
7: Yeah. Check, 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 check but I'm, a- I'm, it I'm, I'm blessed I'm not concerned with your bro, I am blessed I'm I'm, blessed. Yeah. To make it I'm, I'm blessed. blessed For the world, and kids. Yeah, yeah, I'm blessed, yeah, and I'm blessed so I'm blessed I ain't stopping. I'm blessed I, I am yeah. blessed I'm blessed I'm blessed <laughs> I'm blessed, I'm blessed Sometimes you take the loss in different situations Sometimes you break it off with those you can't relate to anymore But hey, times and people change And when I finally leave this game I can say I stayed in my lane At least I tried to make a change At least blame like everyone else days you ain't take responsibility, life stays the same It's safe to say I basically declined the invitation to right. you pity party, racist, hate, and internet gang bang. And I'm, I'm just saying, don't relate to current situations i am a throwback to them days you get your ass whooped if you faked it And if you want it, man, just go, I can get it No one said it would be easy Push yourself to the limit I'm allergic push. to the negative All about the betterment tip, I never settle. settle like a top lawyer Getting fed and sitting on the top floor. Yeah. highs, still down. in my city yeah. High as hell, heading yeah. to the top yeah. Yo, who's yeah. coming with me? Oh, yeah. I'm allergic I'm blessed I'm not concerned with yeah. your ferocity I'm blessed I'm not trying to make a better I'm blessed For the world, women and kids Yeah, I'm blessed I'm blessed yeah. I'm blessed yeah. I'm blessed, yeah. I'm blessed. Yeah. I'm blessed. Yeah. I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I ain't stopping, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm thanking God for mine, he got me through the hardest times. Time, time, hardest lines, marks. my favorite 90s rap was part of my, my existence. And I Listen. listened as a kid, I get so lifted oh. to the rhythm and the symbolism. They spit an inhibitor, rhythm, the system. The right. No, sublimin' <laughs> was just the original heat. Time is to get to a battle, you're seeking. Proud of your jump up down when a dummy, and I shout into battle, to begin. an attack on the leaf oh. Yeah, behind them, they found in the ground, that they towering powers of feet. Drowning in deep misery that they read because we sour on oh. this count, state of the police. That's another story for another day. I'ma keep it going cause I love, I love to stay. Got a little money cause I just got paid. I just got paid. And everything is sunny cause this blood is great. <laughs> Talking about the chronic and the rap. When we pass it to the of state, is just a rap. We bout it in the state. Washington is where I'm from. Rim City rocking with me every city. I get love and I give it to them back. Because I'm nothing without everyone that has. Another way for me to get my rage out on the stage yeah. every day is yeah. a good day i can't yeah. wake up and, and I, I say Yeah, I'm, to the I'm blessed i'm not concerned with your bracket. i'm blessed i'm out here trying to make it better i'm blessed for the world men women and kids yeah i'm blessed yeah. And i'm yeah. blessed I'm blessed. I ain't I'm blessed. 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 i ain't stopping. I'm blessed
0: is the spud goodman radio show yeah this is, this has been charlie murphy on the spud goodman show where we put it down for real that's right
5: uh spud yes your last guest jeff ross is now holding on the
2: line for you okay cool i dig jeff ross He's a lethally funny man. Right.
4: Now, he is a comedian, right? Yes. He's, he's been on the show two or three times already. Right, right. Do you remember anything? Hey, no one is better at roasting celebrities. He is the best.
2: And he did a great job on the Donald Trump roast a few years ago. He destroyed him. And all that Donald could do is just sit there and smile.
5: Uh, it's all fake news Uh, You know, I did not see that roast. I I hope he didn't get too nasty. You know, Donald Trump is a gentleman, and he deserves to be treated with
2: respect, especially now that he is our president. Shut up. Uh, You know, I wish that president fact was really fake news, but that's Uh. another story. I don't have time to get into it. But how how can you call a guy who has never apologized uh, to another person? In his life. Donald Trump has never apologized to another adult in his life.
4: A gentleman. You know where I come from? That's an a-hole. no collusion. Yeah, he is an a-hole for sure. Just
2: just put Jeff through. Yeah, here he is. Welcome back to the show, comedian, writer, director, and the Roastmaster General, Jeff Ross. Thanks for checking in with us.
0: Hell yes, bud. Thanks for having me on.
2: Yep. So, you're now out on the Bumping Mikes tour with David Tell. You'll be appearing on June 9th at the Mirage in Las Vegas. We're also carried on Las Vegas Public Radio, so, our listeners there need to go catch the show.
0: I love that, man. I'm making the rounds. Yeah, they're you all much. over the place. Yeah. So, uh, David Tell, this crazy two man show. Yeah. I love it.
2: Yeah, super. Um, well, Jeff, in my humble opinion, you are at the top of your profession. Very few stand-up comedians can hang with you. So I was wondering, if even you, like you know, like most people in other professions, ever get like bored with your job, have, have you ever said, maybe I should have been like a dentist or a barber? <laughs> you know, before
0: I can get bored, the audience can get bored. So I kind of mix things up. That's one of the reasons David Tell and I teamed up because we're funny on our own, and we have good shows on our own, but it's like rappers, you know? Suddenly, they suddenly team up, and it's like one plus one is three. So to keep it interesting for myself, so I don't get bored, I try to change things up every tour or every every roast or whatever it is. You gotta keep the audience wondering what Jeff Ross is gonna do.
2: Yeah, well there's no such thing as a boring Jeff Ross show, I know that for sure, so. Um, You know, in your 2009 book, I Only Roast the Ones I Love, Busting Balls but Not Burning Bridges, you discuss the art form of what you do, but how tough is it really to take some decent shots at a roastee without them wanting to later kick you in the nuts? Because I haven't figured that out yet myself.
0: (laughs) Great questions, but, you know, the trick is you want to scratch the skin, not break the skin. When I roast somebody, I try to put myself in their head and go, what would make them laugh? What would make them upset? What would make them wince, cringe? And, you know, I want everyone I roast, everyone I make fun of to leave going, that was fun. I hope Jeff does that again someday, bragging to their friends about what jokes I said about them. What I don't want to happen is them to go, that jerk ruined my night, ruined my life, embarrassed me. I I want it to be a party. Um... And that's why when I even roast, like we're roasting Bruce Willis in a couple months, and I'm going to go meet him beforehand, try to find out what makes him laugh, what his vulnerabilities are. And it's the same way when I do my live shows. You size people up quickly, and you try to put yourself in their head and go, what's going to make them smile?
2: All right, super. I just, I took notes while you were saying that. All right. Because I got got a lot of people still pissed at That having been said, but don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Yeah. Well well said. All right. Well, um, you've done so many roasts over the years. Has there ever been someone, and I know you've been asked this a bunch of times, but who just didn't take well to being the target of the jokes at them? Now, you know, it might be classified information, like only to be shared with other stand ups, so maybe you could just toss out the initials. Um, Well, people always think that for some
0: reason, when I roasted Donald Trump, he didn't take it well because he wasn't laughing that much at the jokes. But I just sort of—I think that was just sort of his take on it, not to act vulnerable. But he actually did have a good time. Um, I'm real careful about taking people that are good sports. That's that is key. That having been said, one time, B. Arthur held me down while Courtney Love beat the out yeah. of me.
2: Well, all right, super. Spud.
0: Uh, yes.
5: Did you hear what Jeff just said about the appropriate way to make jokes about other people? Be polite and courteous. You continue to roast me mercilessly on this show, and at times, you're downright unkind to
2: me. Hey, hey, Jeff, just a sec. (laughs) Um. He didn't say that exactly. Well. Have you ever seen a Jeff Ross roast or a stand-up act? I am softer than a my pillow compared to him. Consider yourself
4: lucky. I go gently on you. Well, Gerald, you really can't take a joke. All you do is whine. A real yeah. man can laugh at himself. Well, I didn't
5: see that Donald Trump roast a few years ago, but I'll bet you Jeff was respectful and didn't make fun of, oh, say, his hair or private life. You know, there need to be boundaries in comedy. Ah, uh, yeah, he did.
2: What do you think is fair game to make a joke about then?
5: Well, well, how about the style of socks someone is wearing? Or or maybe their favorite candy bar? Oh,
2: brother.
4: That's a burn. Yeah,
2: yeah, that, that might work at a talent night at your church, but not in the real world. I gotta get back to Jeff, so zip it. Hey man, I'm back. I'm good to go. In 2017, you had a special on Comedy Central. Jeff Ross roasts the border from Brownsville, Texas. Now, I would think roasting a border w- was tough. I mean, it's not a happy place, not at least right now, with like Attorney General Sessions. At least, uh, you, I don't know if you know, he's moving to separate children from their parents after their arrest at the border because it's getting ugly. So, are you planning on a sequel, maybe?
0: You know, I hope they keep rerunning that special because we do deal with that issue. Uh, I do talk about that in the show, and I'm, I I, I talked I talk to a woman um, from Honduras, just as she came over the border in a raft, who was pregnant, who gave birth the next day, and the idea that they would separate children from parents, is is. it makes me wonder what country we're even living in anymore, it doesn't make any sense to me, uh, I know that Sessions is saying that to deter people from coming um uh i don't think that'll work because a lot of the people that are coming over are escaping um abuse and and cartels and political and religious oppression so they don't have a choice but to come here this is supposed to be a safe haven so uh i don't have a sequel plan but this 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 issue is always weighing heavy on my brain
2: yeah it's it's uh yeah, it's a stain on America. And when we look back, it's going to be a is a stain's going to be a, a big one when we look back and history looks back. It's up but, there with the internment camps in the, during World War 2
0: for Japanese people.
2: Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, when, when this is on a totally unrelated topic, but when you appeared on celebrity poker a few years ago, did you just get <laughs> cards or were you that bad cuz you lost in the first game?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's the problem with those celebrity poker shows is if you want to win, you have to keep your mouth shut and your poker face on. If you want to be funny on a TV show, you got to keep talking. So it's one or the other. So I decided that I would put my poker skills away and keep my comedy skills up on the table. So uh, I might not have won that game, but I was funny, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm just just, just curious. All right. Well, let me say again. You will be appearing at the Mirage in Las Vegas on June 9th with David Taylor on the Bumping Mikes Tour. Showtime is 10 p.m. So thanks a whole lot for coming back on our show.
0: Hell yeah, bud. Thanks so much for getting the word out, man. You'll love the show. I hope all your listeners make it out. Me and David Tell on stage together. It's, come get roasted, y'all.
2: Super. There you have it, Mr. Jeff Ross.
0: How much is a first-class ticket to
8: Tehran?
0: Which way is north?
8: Shomal Kodam Tarafe.
0: I have nothing to declare.
8: Chise Gomruki Nadar. This is a Spud Gimin Show.
7: Oh, oh, oh. Ah! Ah! My, how time flies.
5: You know, Spud. After hearing of your concerns about the show, charging fans to sit in with us here in the studio, I did a little bit of research on Google while our musical guest was performing. When you compare what Robert here paid, well, it was pennies to what some fans will cough up to be close and personal with their favorite musicians and movie stars. The numbers are quite startling.
4: Well, I myself would pay maybe 20 bucks to hang out with, well, say, Tom Selleck when he was maybe going over his lines for Blue Bloods.
2: There are all kinds of perversions. You're joking, right?
4: Well, I know the show sucks, but his mustache... Mm. Oh, well, it still does something to me after Do you like all his these mustache? years. He he, like I, well, yeah, I, it's it's really sexy. I must I've love to- John Bolton, too. I, well, no, that's different. Okay. I have told My Sweetie Chance that he would look great in a big bushy mustache, too, but he isn't quite ready to grow something that ambitious. I don't
2: think so. Yeah, well maybe hmm. when puberty hits, he could, he could pull it off. Give it some time. But back to what we were discussing, I know some bands you know, charge ridiculous amounts of money to do this thing. And I remember way back, many years ago, I paid like 75 bucks for Purple Circle tickets at a Prince concert. It was totally worth it. But no way I would take out a loan to pay what's the going rate these days for a special bonus treatment, whatever the heck they call it.
5: Oh, well, let, let me toss out a few prices that are being offered right now. Uh, how about that Lady Gaga, uh or, or whatever? Lady Gaga? Yeah, Gaga. Well, she charges $1,500. Can you believe that? Now, is she a singer or a movie star?
4: She is a superstar singer, Gerald, but $1,500 is a bit much. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe,
2: maybe she hands out really good snacks too, though. Okay, listen to, to this. Consider. How
5: about that uh, Jennifer Lopez? Uh, senorita her rate is sixteen hundred dollars
4: oh that is so wrong
5: it's not personal it's strictly business all right well how about Madonna I I know who she is meeting her is gonna set you back eighteen hundred dollars
2: well that's now I I say wait around in like you know ten years a fan could shake her hands for under 20 bucks
6: you know I I would pay to meet Madonna
2: You're going to have to wait a few years, at least, before she's in your price range, man.
4: Oh, well, listen, aren't there any male stars available?
2: Uh, yes. Uh,
5: Let's see here. Mrs. Jarvitz, it says that you could meet Justin Bieber for $2,000.
0: They want to shatter your mind talking about Justin Bieber!
4: Well, if I wasn't in a serious relationship with Chance, I might try to save up to meet Justin. I don't mind his music, and he is totally ripped.
2: Hmm. Well, I guess Robert here is feeling a little, you know, a little better. Only getting hit up for 250 bucks to hang out with me. I guess I'm a bargain, really, if you think about it. Hmm. I'm just curious, though, man. How did you pay for it? Does this show take credit cards?
6: Well, I, I don't have a credit card anymore. All of them have, well, you know, they were closed out.
2: Oh, so So you decided to go cash only? That is really smart because I'd like to go that route someday when I get my finances in order. I don't think it's going to happen.
5: So you paid cash to our executive producer because that creates a need for like an accounting system. I'm sure she has it all organized because she is so darn smart. Actually, I paid with a check.
6: I'm pretty sure it it cleared because no one said it bounced yet. What? (laughs) There... There's a possibility you wrote a bad check to get into the studio with us? Well, no, it, like I said, no No one said it bounced. No one
5: said the check bounced yet. I wrote it yesterday. <laughs> uh, you know, I think it takes over 24 hours for a bank to fully issue the funds.
2: So we really should uh, have our executive producer, Lori Madsen, call the flippin' bank before we hug or even shake hands with this dude. Uh. Like I, Like I said, I think charging fans to... To hang out, you know, with celebrities is disgusting, but writing a bad check to do it is just even more disgusting. Well, wait, we we don't know the check was
6: bad for sure. I think you guys are kind of jumping the gun. You know, it, it usually takes 72 hours for the bank to issue an overdraft statement, you know? Okay, I'll let you know. I'll know if they send me an, an overdraft. You know, people lie a lot, so you got to be on your toes.
2: Yeah, but... You know, you'll already have had your personal meet-and-greet experience. We can't repossess that. Hmm. If huh, you know, this opens up a whole new area in the world of shady deals. You are good, man. I got, mean, I got to give credit where credit is due. Oh, thank you. I guess.
6: Look, I, I'm sorry about all this. I, I mean, there's, there's still a slight chance that the
2: $250 is, is still in my account. I mean, I uh, th- j- just just forget it. I- I'm gonna have to ask you, you know, to leave now. Though, I mean, sorry, it- it's the right thing to do. And that's important. Uh, but I'll escort him off the premises. Wait, wait.
6: Can I at least shake everyone's hand before I go? Come on. I- uh
2: yeah, I guess.
4: Nice to meet you, Robert.
2: Yeah, listen,
5: I'll shake your hand when when you've evacuated the premises. Let's go. I, I had a fun time. Come Later. on.
4: Uh, wait, wait, he didn't get an opportunity to, he didn't even get to shake Chance's hand.
7: That is messed up, yo.
4: Yeah, I, I doubt, uh, shaking the hand of an intern
2: was on his bucket list, Aunt Dorothy. I mean, no disrespect to your boyfriend. Uh, okay, <clears throat> anyway, I gotta wrap up the show now. <clears throat> I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Once again, here is David Olivas.
7: On Comatose. Should've never had it, seen him like that so up close. Now the family got the to hold of those. Facebook photos, all be posts. Make good phone calls, all be roast. The fridge is about to overflow, and he ain't coming home. And everybody's still in shock group. about it. His pocket's locked up in his office with a glock about, about it. Thinking this maybe all his fault, they never Talk talked about, about it. Just one shot, it all goes dark, stop. That would just continue to blame. He gotta put the gun down, learn to live with the pain. We can't sit in the rain, but everyone knows it just isn't the same Cause he ain't coming home I just don't understand it, it's not the way that we planned it Now left so offending, you ain't coming home Every night when I'm dreaming, you're the one that I'm seeing When will I stop believing, you ain't coming home Mama was lot of the than life, three peas in a pod, always flying by night what a squad, little women in the 21st century Never giving up, searching for their destiny Sounds like a TV show, don't it? But TV moments ain't supposed to win the cancer With the matter of this moment, still disaster is upon us Gotta ask her all the questions that they never had a chance to But it ain't so damn simple, is it? Every day pay your sick mom a quick visit Time for work, you gotta get digits Stage 4 chemo don't make a big difference Feels like a heart'll never stop breaking Puts her arm around her sister can't stop shaking Two keys in the bar, feel alone It just won't be the same Mama ain't coming home I just don't
2: understand
0: Copyright 2018, Bud Goodman Productions